Kill Sanity episode 37. Yes. And completely different because we are not in one room. Uh, we are socially separating. That's right. But still together. A pandemic isn't going to stop this podcast. Now more than ever, we need religiosanity. I mean, now I've said this like maybe four times. Yes. But now yeah. more than ever before. Now more than ever, we need religiosanity. And I want to talk about uh, hygiene rules in New Testament times. But uh, I want to address that slightly differently. Have you heard about satanic verses? Yes. Yes. That's in uh, Al-Quran. And uh, oh wait, I thought you meant the uh, the book that came out by Salman Rushdie. Salman Rushdie, of course, but he wrote it about something which is part of Al Quran. Oh, uh, it is in Islam, and it's uh, actually a mention of possible devotion to pagan goddesses in in Quran. And so, you know, there is dispute about interpretation of some words there and so on. But uh, that is the trigger. And of course, then uh, Salman Rushdie uh, took it as a theme of his book. Oh, so that's why they were so mad at him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because it's a, a theological and exegetical crooks uh, in Islam, which is generally more fundamentalistic, you know, or literalistic. They have uh, unfallible uh, scripture, even 99% more than uh, Christians or Jews. Uh. And so that's, uh, they are bad. Uh, we have our own, of course, uh, satanic verses, uh, definitely of this kind, because we talked a number of times about different uh, gods and goddesses being yes. present. Bible okay so uh, let us put that aside that's an um, you know daily bread of uh, theology to, to recognize that uh, that you have all these uh, other gods present in in the Hebrew Bible and sometimes and to some degree even in the New Testament right but uh, this time I wanted to talk about our very own and really frightening satanic verses and everyone knows uh, that in the hebrew bible uh, you have uh, that uh, commandment to commit genocide no wait what what's this what are you talking about there refresh oh, me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> in, in 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 deuteronomy uh the Israelites, when they are going to occupy their promised land, uh, flowing with milk and honey, uh, they are told not to leave alive anything that oh. breathes. You should oh, completely wow. destroy them. You know, <laughs> and, and and so th this is Deuteronomy. Yeah, and then comes Joshua, and uh, it is to a large extent. Uh, you know, uh, observed this commandment, or wow. we are told that it was observed. Uh, I think that uh, in one of the episodes we, we talked uh, that that was not necessarily true historically, because uh, archaeology would not support that. There were some uh, destruction layers, but they are not nece uh, necessarily uh, from 
this uh, particular period of time. Uh-huh. Okay, so it is more like wishful thinking or, you know, and uh, the journal thinking is that this is being written when uh, uh, Jewish people are le- really low on their self-independence uh-huh. or uh, they are down on their independence. Uh-huh. They are ruled by other powers and this is the way to vent their uh, frustration over uh, not having control over their own destiny mm. by, uh, you know, projecting this uh, powerful image of, of a nation which can uh, exterminate uh, so many other nations mm. uh, occupy the land. You know, and it's a dangerous and crazy situation for the current politics of Middle East, uh, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, those are quite well known, uh, you know, uh, I, I would call it genocidal uh, tendencies in Hebrew Bible. Uh, you don't find that much of that in, in the New Testament. Uh, there are violent parts in the book of Revelation, and I think that we talked about it yeah. uh, already, uh, I think, and uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then there are what I would call satanic verses, which uh, can be uh, ascribed to Jesus himself, either directly or indirectly in early Christian tradition. Whoa. Uh, going to Gospels and, and so on, and which are also quite timely for us today. It's an... It's a passage or several passages which I always struggled with uh, coming as I do from uh, from medical family predominantly. You know, my granny was a doctor and and father and and mother was a nurse and my wife is a doctor and my (laughs) daughter-in-law is is uh, is a doctor. And so I have doctors all around. Yeah. and, and here we go. Uh, this is a quotation from Mark, but there is a parallel text in uh, Matthew as well. Now, when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. And it continues. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And <laughs> there are also many other traditions that they observe. The washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not live according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And Jesus said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandments of God and hold to human traditions. And it goes on and on, mm. you know. Uh, there, there is a classical, uh, like, uh, a rabbinical dispute. But, 
And then there is a very bizarre uh, passage which generally is being uh, taken uh, like uh, metaphorically about what is unclean, whether the thing which goes into you right. and, then, I remember that. and so on, and or what is coming out of your mouth, or and and it is uh, it's kind of very very bizarre and uh, yeah. re re reflects. Uh, metaphorical thinking and some really bizarre thinking about uh, physiology and, and other things, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is just uh, um, uh, crazy. But, uh, you, you know, returning back, uh, the trigger is that uh, clearly uh, this is uh, dismissal of, of, of what would we possibly call an proper hygiene, you know, or... Uh, uh, these days, uh, epidemiological precautions. Now, but wait, but in in, in that time, of yeah. course, they didn't mean it that way, right? They, they they meant it in a in a in a in a religiously uh, cleanly way of washing, uh, like 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 the Muslims still do before before uh, eating, right? Uh, or yeah. eating. And and don't you wash before eating? Yeah, but I don't do it uh, religiously. And, and I would do it religiously. <laughs> we need to do it religiously now. And, and if, if, just, just consider the situation that there would be some kind of a time machine which would return you 2,000 years to Middle East. Right. With some of your knowledge which you have now. Yeah. You, you know, and a worldview. I'm not saying that you would preserve all of it, but let us assume that you would preserve some of it. Yes. And, and you suddenly appear in Jerusalem, say, or in some uh, God-forgotten village in uh, in Galilee or something like that. And now imagine, uh, what would you do? I would wash everything so crazy. <laughs> Especially if your time machine left this week. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, they they weren't getting on them because they were literally dirty, right? I uh, I, I think that it is, and uh, they are following a very wise practice. I don't care whether it is religious or non-religious. This is the way uh, theologians try to uh, dull down the sharpness of what I call. Oh. Satanic verses, you okay, know. Okay. You, you know how uh, um, theologians and and people of faith have tendency to exonerate and excuse almost everything, you know. Yes. These, and and I think that a certain honesty is in a place, and we need to say, uh, like we talked quite openly about a genocide. Of course, you will still find people who will explain to you that that was not genocide. And they will be partly right because the definition of genocide was uh, coined after World War II. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it uh, fulfills uh, all criteria of genocide. I see. You know, so, uh, but you let know. me push back. Can I push back on this, though? I mean, doesn't it fall into a lot of what Jesus says in other parts of the Gospels, what he's saying here? He's saying, you know, he's saying basically, don't, don't, you know, lock down on these laws and these rules so much. You know, you're interfering with people's lives. You know, God doesn't care about this kind of stuff. 
I mean, I mean, how, how could that be a, a, a satanic verse? Welcome to White House. You'll be a very good <laughs> advisor. <laughs> how you dare know? you? Uh, because this is exactly what we are hearing from there. And now the president is saying the medicine should not be uh, more damaging than, uh, than the, the illness. Mm. Today, which is scary. Oh, uh, he has uh, doctors and epidemiologists pushing and he is trying now uh, more and more to push back because his friends from big business are getting scared. Right. You know, and they, for instance, don't like that idea of uh, giving universal income to people. Right. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. And, and they recognize that their old world uh, is toppling like the castle made of the cards. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so uh, I'm scared as well. But, uh, you, you, you know, because this will be definitely a major blow. Yes. But, uh, at the same time, uh, I, I think, Peter, that uh, abandoning what we know is right, uh, what, what can work and can save lives, simply because of, of some crazy uh, profiteering yes. uh, of big corporations is, is just uh, absolutely abysmal. So I, I, I hate it. What would you say to someone who is listening who is thinking, okay, the pastor is doing something he, he has warned others not to do. He's taken current events and applying them to the gospel, to an interpretation of the gospel, and not putting it in the context of that time. Yes and no, because I think that they were not, on the other hand, we know that they were not stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, we know that they could and they, to the large extent, understood uh, the basic of uh, spreading of diseases. Yeah. Uh, they might have uh, slightly different views of that. And it was also uh, very, very interesting that it was probably um, like uh, class based. So uh, these Pharisees from Jerusalem would represent uh, more educated and uh, mm. more sophisticated people, while Jesus was the one who was standing down uh, on the streets uh, with those in Galilee with their accents and, and uh, lack of education and so on. Uh-huh. So here you have these uh, Pharisees from Jerusalem, and we are told from Jerusalem, uh, more educated uh, operating on this uh, theory of clean, unclean, and so on. It is upbuilt uh, religiously, of course, also. And on the other hand, you have these uh, peasants uh, from Galilee whose uh, theories about illness are predominantly based upon uh, demons. Uh You know, and you can immediately recognize that uh, from the perspective of... uh, of the New Testament. And uh, here we have the clash of those two theories, perhaps. Uh, And and I I, I would say, and you heard me defending those uh, those theories about demons, not literally, of course, but, you know, the demon is allowing you to separate the agent uh, illness or something like that from the person. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it is a demon who is causing this 
person to act up. Right. You know, it's not that person being evil, but the demon which possesses that person is acting this badly. Right. Which is a very humane uh, approach, and we often do that. We would say that person has bipolar disorder. And it's a similar uh, approach. It's so less religious, it's more scientific uh, and uh, underbuilt with, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, chemistry in your brain, but uh, it's trying to separate uh, the person from, from what we observe. Yes. So that, that's one thing, and uh, I'm not completely dismissing it, and you heard me not dismissing it. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you have this clean and unclean, and again, it is uh, um, uh, underbuilt by the religious ideas, as you not, uh, noted uh, rightly before. But at the same time, it follows basic logic of, uh, you, you know, protecting yourself and protecting your right. family from uh, infectious uh, agents. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they might not know exactly how it worked, right. but they, they figured out basic rules. And I think that they figured them rightly. Uh, and, and we know that, for instance, Greeks... Uh, with uh, Osclepius uh, temples and so on, they, they had very sophisticated medicine. Uh, you, you know, they have approached slightly differently, but uh, it, is, uh, it is just uh, unfair the, for us to make fun of them, you know, or the thing that we, we ate all the wisdom while they were absolutely stupid. Uh, right. They, they had then a lot of uh, observation time uh, which they could devote to that and uh, design certain strategies which worked for them. And frankly, right now, with all our sophisticated medicine and everything, uh, uh, microbiology, uh, we are back uh, at that level of those Pharisees coming from Jerusalem and having these uh, basic rules of... Uh, social distancing and uh, heightened hygiene and washing hands and washing anything you bring from the store, <laughs> yeah. uh, including jars and boxes and other things, because you should be uh, sanitizing them yeah. because they were touched by who knows who and uh, uh, the, the people could cough uh, on them or, you, you know, those particles and viruses uh, could survive and, you know, could survive on the surfaces like glass or metal boxes or cans for quite a long time. So be careful. Yes. And uh, so, uh, you, you know, I don't know how to answer you, your uh, objection because I think that, yes, I'm using my worldview but I'm also taking seriously their worldview and I see some positive aspects in uh, those Pharisees from Jerusalem as well as uh, aspects of what Jesus taught about demons. And is it, is it kind of like there are other examples of this where, where things were kind of placed into a religious context almost so that people would follow them more string stringently yes yeah 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 the the generally and then there is a fine line uh, that that's the other thing you, you, you know uh 
that there is this fine line between being obsessive compulsive yeah. uh, absolutely crazy person who cannot stop washing uh, his or her hands all the time uh, to the point that it is taking away from your life it is uh, absorbing your mental energy it is destroying your uh, you, you know skin on your hands and yeah. so uh, for instance so uh, you know finding some reasonable balance but uh, poking fun of the pharisees i think is not the right way uh, <laughs> of, of doing it you know uh, and and there is an uh, parallel story in gospel of luke which is uh, put more into less uh, into an disputation and more like a storytelling as jesus was speaking one of the pharisees invited him home for a meal so he went in and took his place at the table his host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand washing ceremony required by jewish custom then the lord said to him you pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish but inside you are filthy full of greed and wickedness <laughs> Fools! Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. <laughs> and that is an interesting uh, perspective also, and that kind of partly uh, chimes with what we were discussing before about it, social justice yeah, here. Yeah. And, and the thing is that... Uh, I, again, I, I think that we need to take that seriously from both sides. So taking this Jesus's position of social justice together with those Pharisees who were trying to protect themselves and say that their families. And back then they did not know, but they were actually by if if they succeeded in having large parts of the uh, society following these rules they were protecting the entire society mm. like we are now learning you, mm -hmm. you know by, you know i'm washing my hands uh, i am keeping all these rules and and, and so on religiously <laughs> okay uh, i'm doing it for myself maybe but yeah. primarily for those around me Right. We, we close the church, not necessarily, it's a disruption for me and for my work and, and everything and, and, and all church staff and uh, church leaders. But we do that because of our parishioners, uh, especially older people tend to come to church and therefore it is dangerous for them. And uh, that's one thing. So in simply by closing it we we are protecting them yes uh that's one thing and the other thing is we are not protecting only them we are protecting their say partners who might not be coming uh, along with them or their friends they are meeting later on uh or and and, and so on and so forth and similar rules of now these lock-ins or uh, social distancing and all of that that fulfills the similar goal yes uh, I, I would still consider those verses to be highly suspect uh, verses 
I always felt like that, but now with this uh, first-hand experience, uh, <laughs> with, with all of that, what is going around the world now? Yes, you know, uh, it's 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 scary, you know. Yes. So, and it's and it's uh, it's safe to say that I don't think anybody will read those passages after this in quite the same way. <laughs> the idea of washing hands, the simple idea of you being alone with your hands, being able to wash them properly, it can almost be like a divine uh, action. Uh, you're, you're not only protecting yourself, you're protecting your family with this simple action. And it could be a, 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 almost like a, 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 you can make it a devotional uh, yep. uh, thing every day. Uh, not every day, every, many, many times a day. And, and, and frankly, uh, you can view this uh, social separation exactly like that as well. Yes. Because you have uh, clausuras. Uh, that is uh, when monks, for instance, uh, out of devotion would uh, separate themselves either within the monastery or they would go into their hermitage uh, and, and become, would become... Uh, uh, hermits for a while yeah and um, for, for religious reasons and there is a good reason for it doing it uh, religiously because it gives you uh, time to contemplate it gives you time to be with yourself as, as modern uh, Western people we are constantly uh, constantly surrounded with all sorts of social interactions uh, and noise and uh, social noise and uh, communication all the time yes okay and I think that uh, right now this is the problem uh, many people are facing and uh, they are desperately trying to to be in contact with and and I saw it in our own church and I'm partly helping you know trying to set up uh, meeting rooms and other things but uh, it might be a good idea uh, to actually take it seriously and recognize that uh, there is a spiritual merit of being alone learning to be alone yes. I think that people uh, people uh, generally have fear of being with themselves yes they they cannot if 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 they are not constantly distracted by tv and radio and cell phone and this and that uh, then suddenly they they have to start thinking for themselves and they have a problem yes you know and uh, so uh we are of course social uh creatures and uh, it can lead into depri deprivation but on the other hand there were the people who uh, survived solitary confinements for a very long time and uh, without losing their mind and uh, interestingly those were often people deeply religious and spiritual yeah this social isolation and being in your homes and, and so on, uh, we can turn it into some experiment for our uh, spiritual health also. 
Yes. Not only for the, our communal fighting with this uh, pandemic, but uh, we can turn it also into something positive uh, for our souls. And that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for bringing this to us. Uh, I, I wish we're, we were together, but this is the next best thing. Thank you, thank you, Peter. Until next time. Thank you.